Okay. Well, I have spent this past week getting saturated with the gospel. So if you didn't know, I was at the Festival of Homiletics in Minneapolis from Monday to Friday. And I heard messages of hope and justice preached by people like Otis Moss III and Yvette Flunder, Frank Thomas, Anna Carter Florence, Brian McLaren, and William Barber II. And those names probably don't mean a lot to you all, but in my circles, people are like, oh, yes, good stuff, right? And, and these people filled the sanctuaries with a moral and prophetic imagination. And I am exhausted. And I so wish that I could bring their voices here to you. To channel their imaginations and their message so that you too can be exhausted in the spirit. But that works about as well as me trying to tell Mark to work out for me when he's on his way to the gym. It's not the same. So hopefully, over the next few weeks, you'll get to experience some snippets of that prophetic word that was so eloquently preached and shared with me and hundreds of my colleagues. Today, today we hear about Peter's conversion. Yeah, this is conversion. It's not a conversion from Judaism to Christianity. That wasn't a necessary thing. Peter was still a Jew who followed the way of Christ. But instead, he experienced a conversion from the law to the gospel. From following rules to sharing grace. From exclusion to inclusion. From fear to hope. You see, Peter was a good and faithful Jew, just like Jesus. And he followed the Torah. The laws and instructions and teachings found in the books of Moses. And in there, Leviticus clearly states that there are some animals that God wanted the Jews not to eat. To separate them from the cultures of other people. And God wanted to make the people of Israel different. To set them apart. To use them as a beacon to shine God's light to others. And the first step was to live differently. Because, as you know, if you live like the rest of the world lives, then you lose credibility in sharing a God that is different from the gods that the rest of the world worships. So Peter followed these laws. And as he followed Jesus, he followed these laws, at least until Jesus broke them first. And then, of course, he said, oh, okay. And then when Jesus died and rose again, he didn't change his Jewish lifestyle. Peter and the others still followed the Jewish rules and preached God's fulfilled promise in Jesus. Until one day, on a rooftop in Java, everything changed. And there, Peter was faced with a vision from God. And Peter was faced with a crisis. And Peter was faced with a challenge to use his moral imagination. And it's not that God wanted Peter now to assimilate to the culture and live like the rest of the world all of a sudden. In fact, God was challenging him to live even more differently than the world lives, to shine that beacon of light even brighter, to show the world God's light and God's love. God was calling Peter to continue to be different in a new way, 
And the Spirit told him, do not make a distinction between them and us. For his whole lifetime and Israel's whole existence, God had told them that they were not to be with the Gentiles or like the Gentiles. Their practice was to not associate with the Gentiles, to separate with the Gentiles, to not share with the Gentiles, to be different as possible for fear of being contaminated with the Gentiles' beliefs and practices. And we get it. We relate to that. Because our world is still full of division. A world of them and us. A world divided by politics and religions and sexuality and gender and nation. But now God tells Peter, do not make a distinction between them and us. Wow. And then to Cornelius, the Spirit says, and now this Peter guy, he's going to come to you bearing a message that is going to save your entire household. And then my favorite part of the whole story is Peter's response to the Jews who are asking him, why did you go there? Why did you do that? And Peter says, who was I that I could hinder God? Who was I that I could hinder God? Who are we that we could hinder God? When God is on the move. When God is welcoming the other, when God is breaking down the walls, who are we that we could hinder God? So God changed the rules. God opened the door. God broadened the scope. No longer were the food and people considered abominations. No, there was no longer a need to make a distinction between them and us. In fact, this new way would ironically distinguish these new Christians from the entire world. A world that thrives on creating divisions. A world that copes with difficulties by setting up a them and us dichotomy. And we are called to be different than that. To not make those distinctions. To not set up barriers between us. To not think more of ourselves than we think of others. This is Peter's conversion experience, his conversion moment. Good and faithful Peter who needed to be brought along to a new way of seeing and living. Friends, we are in need of a conversion experience as well. The church is in need of a conversion experience. God is beckoning us to a new way of seeing one another. A new way of living our lives. A new way of experiencing the gospel. A new way of being church. Because my friends, the old ways cannot carry the gospel. Old ways that justified slavery in order to maintain a broken economy. Old ways that encouraged colonialism in an effort to make them more like us. Old ways that went to war over holy ground and terrorized people of other religions and practices. Old ways that tortured Jews and into false conversions. Old ways that claimed that this land and its people were ours because we had this manifest destiny. Old ways that turn a blind eye to racism in our homes and in our backyards and in our justice system and even in our churches. Old ways that refuse the gospel to those with untraditional gender and sexual orientations. Old ways that insist on the birth of every baby but refuse the livelihood of those who are born. 
old ways that separate people between us and them, whether it is liberal versus conservative, Christian versus Muslim, American versus immigrant, Republican versus Democrat, white versus black versus brown, straight versus gay, English speaking versus Spanish speaking. These old ways cannot carry the gospel. It's time for a conversion experience. And as long as we separate one another as clean and unclean as them and us, we will not know the power of the gospel, but it's there. It's moving. It's compelling. It's speaking to us. The power of God's good news of Jesus Christ does not remain or refuses to remain silent. If we refuse to let God speak through us, then God is going to speak around us. God is going to speak through others because God will be heard. Even the stones will cry out to praise God. But God invites us to come along, to be part of God's vision and God's kingdom building. Yvette Flunder said, why does different have to be better or worse? God never intended that we turn the gospel into the law. No, my friends, it is time for a conversion experience. Like Paul, it is time. And maybe for Paul, it took a three-day walk in the dark. And maybe, like Peter, it would take a message and a vision from God. And most of us aren't going to get something that obvious, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean that God isn't speaking. That the Spirit isn't whispering through the mouths of the poor, the homeless, the disadvantaged, the victims, from the lips of the other. And the question is simply this. Dare we open our ears and listen? Amen.